Farmers have found themselves stuck in the middle of all of this, wondering what to do, which way to jump now. And there are numerous questions arising, some of which I tried to address by speaking with Emer Cotter from the Environmental Protection Agency and Lawrence Shalou from Agricultural Research Agency, Chagask. First off, because there is a frequently repeated idea now that the reduction from 250 kilos a hectare to 220 kilos a hectare will not actually improve water quality, I asked both of them, was this true? Would water quality improve because of this move or not? So where there is an issue with nitrates, and we know we have an issue with nitrates in the country, it is a simple mass balance, less nitrogen in, less nitrogen out. So we know that nitrate levels are too high in 40% of our rivers, 20% of our estuaries. We know that's a particular issue in the south and the southeast of the country where land is more intensively farmed, where we have free draining soil. So where we have issues with nitrates, less nitrogen in will mean less nitrogen out. Lawrence Shalhoub, will there be an improvement in water quality if farmers do this? Well, I suppose that that's the big question. And I suppose what our analysis tells us, the big, big, big factor driving loss is actually weather. And, you know, it, you know, when we did our analysis, essentially what we were looking at is a variation of over 100% from year to year without any changing in, in management. So the biggest driver on nitrate loss, because similar to what Emer has just said there in terms of uh, soil type, is the link between weather uh, and soil type. But Lawrence, is unpredictable weather a reason to not do this? Philip, I'm a, an avid listener of, of Countrywide and Laura Burke was on um, with, with uh, Ella in early July and she said that, you know, water quality is stable. Um, and, you know, that's, that's the first point. So, you know, is that good enough? It's probably not. We all want water quality, quality to improve. So we need to look at all the things we can do at farm level to increase and improve water quality. Water quality might be stable now, Emer Cotter, but uh, in 2018, it was off the charts because there was a year of drought. Are these outlier years, the years that we now have to plan for? Our nitrate levels are too high. I think that's, you know, there's a lot of complication in this. We can come at it from many different ways. We have to keep in mind that our nitrate levels are too high and they're too high in the south and the southeast of the country. And that is because we're seeing more intensively farmland there, free draining soils and all of the weather, all of the different practices that we're talking about there, all of which need to be factored in, are there. But if your source continues to be nitrogen, if your source is there, you will still have nitrogen coming off into, into our waters. Now, you referenced farming in the south of the country, and there is a particular part of the south of the country with an anomaly that is frequently pointed to in this debate. Timaleague in West Cork, where there is a lot of very intensive dairy farm activity, but impressive water quality results nonetheless. I asked one dairy farmer living there on a recent visit, what was it that was going on in that river catchment? Could he explain to me what they were doing right in Timaleague? This house was built 25 years ago and there's a slurry storage underneath it. Um, the other house over where the rest of the cosa was built in 08 with the help of the grantee that was going to time. There was slurry storage under that. Um, at the moment we have another house, we have another tank in an outside place built at the moment now for more slurry storage. If there was more grants going, I would like to build another tank, to be honest. We'd probably put in an overground tank or something that said down the line, just to have it, just to have it, to be honest with you, just to have it. And is that something or an approach that 
most of the farmers around here were taking 20 years ago. Well, I think in the catchment area alone, I don't know how many round tanks went up, but there was definitely six or seven round tanks went up in the catchment area, on the farms that are in the catchment area. If you, if you want to keep animals, you must have the facilities for them, full stop. DJ Cohan there in Timaleague. Emer Cotter, what do you think is happening in Timaleague? So it's great to hear that particular um, farmer and all of the work that they've been doing there. And we're seeing that around the country. We're seeing exemplary practices being taken up by farmers and those other farmers learning from them. And, we, and that's what we need to see continue. We do need to, we're not going to see any of these changes from an environmental perspective without the farming community on board. So what do you think is happening in Timaleague? Is it a so higher concentration of good practice farmers? In Timaleague, in overall, in our in our monitoring, so we're monitoring in the Argadine catchment, an area of 88 square kilometres. We have monitoring points in the estuary and in the Argadine River. And we're not seeing the improvements in water quality in that area overall that we need to see. So the water quality is not satisfactory and high nitrate levels are a, a part, a significant part of that. So down in, in that particular area, notwithstanding the really good examples we had there from, from that particular farmer, overall we're not seeing it. So Lawrence, the League example is, is a bit of a myth according to Emma Cotter. Actually, when you stand back and look at the Timaleague data and compare it to the EPA data, to be fair, and I'm pretty sure Imer will, will concur, you know, both studies have shown that um, there was an increase in 2018-19 and some of it even fed into 2020. And since then, you know, there has been a decline. For example, if we look at the, um, and, and Imer might want to comment on this, if we look at the EPA data, uh, the amount of rivers that were classified as unsatisfactory from a nitrate point of view increased from, you know, probably less than 40%. Um, pre two thousand and you know fifteen up to forty seven percent in the eighteen to twenty period, but locally and in the most recent EPA report, it has dropped down to forty percent again. So we did you know the the uh, Timalee catchment is not that dissimilar to the EPA reports when you when you look at the uh, overall data. We have been reporting nitrate levels and water quality for many, many years, going right the way back to the 90s. We, if you look at our State of the Environment report, I actually looked at it recently from 2010, which is 11 years ago. I was like, what were we saying back in 2010 about nitrate levels? And we were calling out nitrate levels from agriculture and actually called out the Aragadine area and Court McSherry um, as particular hotspots in terms of nitrate levels. So, so the long-term trend has been there. We have we have been calling it out. We've been highlighting it. There's no surprise. There's nothing new in this. And we need to get on now into solution mode and into actually listening to farmers like that, having that those those practices taken up um, across the country and and doing that in a targeted way. And we need Chagas, and again, Lawrence would like maybe would like to comment on this. Coming forward, what are the solutions that farmers need to take up? What combination of measures should farmers be taking up to get us to where we need to be in terms of our water quality, to bring down our nitrate levels, bring down the nitrogen loading that we're seeing going into our waters and down into our estuaries around the country? Lawrence? I suppose, start off from the positive, you know, of what we've seen, you know, uh, uh, very much in the last two years. And it goes back to the nitrogen load, I think, is the overall nitrogen load. We're looking at a 30% reduction in chemical nitrogen uh, over the last two years. Uh, purchases or imports into the country. So that's that's the start. Don, is that not uh, a much a function of geopolitics, though, as good farming? Uh, you could say that last year, um, I, I think, Philip, you know, in terms of cost, but costs have come down quite significantly this year. And uh, we're still seeing a, a higher reduction, uh, even more significant reduction. So, yeah, 
last year definitely was a function of price. This year, uh, I, I think less so. I think, you know, if you listen to farmers now and uh, around the introduction of clovers, management, uh, including clovers in the in the swards, in the mixes, uh, and the embracing that farmers are doing with clover, it's, it's extremely positive. So for us, the, the focus is reducing that chemical nitrogen levels, so reducing the overall load. And I suppose doing that through, you know, better grassland management and more precision on how we use our nutrients and I suppose getting more value for the manures that we're producing on the farm. Final question before I let you go, Emer Cotter, there's some confusion now uh, amongst those who are trying to find out whether they have to reduce to 220 from 250 or not. What map should they be looking at? So from the EPA's perspective, we've produced the red map, which has been well talked about over the summer for Department of Agriculture. But that has based that was based on certain criteria that were laid down by the commission and and we produced that map on that basis. We have produced a targeted agricultural map ourselves using all of our data, all of our water quality data, which looks at what measures need to be taken up by by farmers around the country, okay, but depending that won't on the tell issues. tell people now, as of January first, whether they have to be farming at two twenty or not. There's another map for that, is there? Well, that's 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 the responsibility of the Department of Agriculture. From the EPA's perspective, we have a targeted agricultural map which shows you where you are in the country. There are the types of measures you need to be looking at: be it nitrates, be it phosphorus, be it um, pesticides, be it sediment, for example. And I would ask people to look at that because targeting your measures, understanding the impact you're having, and targeting your measures is so important in terms of addressing our water quality. As to the immediate question for January the 1st though, all inquiries to the Department of Agriculture and not to the EPA. Emer Cotter from the EPA and Lawrence Shalhoub from Tagus. Thank you both very much. Email countrywide at rte.ie